I grew up just like any other kid in Port Newfoundland. Around, on, and sometimes even in the water. I grew up wanting to be a sailor, uh, just like my father. I eventually sailed on ships all over the world for 20 years. Then I met this guy, Greg Wells. He bought a 100-year-old church in my hometown. Along with a great team of people, there's some very special things happening there. My name is Ryan Gates. This is my hometown of Winterton, Newfoundland. This is Downey's Bank, Silly Cove Records Podcast. All right. Beard. Beard's in check. Beard looks good, right? No, not Camera. Actually. <laughs> right, here we are. Here we are. Episode two of the Downey's Bank Podcast. Um, anyone from Winterton don't need any introductions on either side of the screen here. My, myself, uh, my name is Ryan Gates, born and raised in Winterton, Newfoundland. And to, on the, I guess on the right-hand side of your screen, uh, it'll be the lovely Miss Courtney Wicks. And she is the very first recording artist for what is now Silly Cove Records based out of our hometown of Winterton, Newfoundland. So welcome to the show, Courtney. Thank you for having me. That's All right. Fun. So that's the formalities. From now on, we're going to have fun. Okay. I don't, I can't think of anybody else, at least anybody who I'm connected to in recent, in the recent years and certainly recently who I have more fun chatting with than you. We always seem to laugh. I, I, I don't know. Like if, if, if we were, if we, if we got charged per laugh, say if we were recording an album and they, they charged us based on how many times we laughed definitely. and it's, this album would have cost a million dollars. Like, no oh, question. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Each of us can give it and take it. So like, we're just, wow. you know, but like, I, but permitting one another all the time and but is, isn't that indicative of where we grew up though i think yes and the people oh, we grow up around yeah for sure everyone is like that from yeah, I, i've always found people from home of how like everyone's got a i don't want to call it a twisted sense of humor it's not twisted but it's uh it's a, it's a just, little little much you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> you just don't pay attention to what people got to say you go on about your day and, yeah, we, we, yeah we we have a bit of fun with it all and i think that's what makes uh winter a little a little unique and that's why people tend to tend to be drawn to the place as well i know whenever you see tourists come to visit and stuff uh you know they're always taken up with the people and the dialect and that's what i'm most afraid of tonight is that when i talk to people from home i mm -hmm. tend to speed it up a lot like i'm talking to greg wells i'll slow it down at a you know, you slow it down at an entry level so these people can keep up. You know? When you're talking to someone from home, you tend to dive in a bit fast. So for for the one person from Belgium who has subscribed to the podcast, thank you. That's really cool. Uh, <laughs> but you might have you might have trouble keeping up tonight. So yeah. um, no, I want to talk to Courtney about basically uh, right from the get go, uh, how this all started and how we all got tangled up and connected because I'm about, I don't want to date myself too much. I'm probably about eight, nine years older than you, maybe ish, something like that. Anyway. So we didn't travel in the same circles as children, basically is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I remember you as a little girl singing around town at different things. Um, the elementary school Christmas concerts, you were much younger than me again. I was one of the older kids and you were in kindergarten, grade one, grade two, all that kind of stuff. But you were always singing the folk festivals, yeah. you know, the ball field, whatever it was, you were always singing in churches and everything else. So yeah. I was always aware you were, you were a good singer and you come from a lot of musical background in your family. So just touch on that first, before we get started, uh, you know, the family side of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like on the broader side, um, pretty much everyone plays something and can sing or whatever. And uh, I just feel like I was drawn into that at a really young age. Like we actually had a few 
family members come here a couple days ago and um, like my 80 odd year old aunt was here playing the accordion and I was playing guitar and piano. Dad was here and my cousin was here playing bass and it was just like, you know, it was like a kitchen party. And I was actually saying like, I remember being little and there'd be a party at the house like on the weekend and I'd just be in the bed and like honestly be like tump 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 and I'm like they're still going like they're still going and I was only a really young child and like my kids won't sleep through anything so I'm like how would they ever survive <laughs> well, for, for starters they didn't care right yeah they yeah. They, 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 they 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 kids were raised a little bit differently I think than we tend to you know, and I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but I'm sure it's the case because I got two, you know, similar age to yours. Mm-hmm. We we tend to soak them a lot more, I think, than we were soaked as kids. Yes. And I think yeah. that's created a situation where they need perfect quiet. They need that routine of going. Like when I was time for go to, when it was time for me to go to bed, it was go to bed. Go to bed. That's great. That was that was the nighttime routine, right? Yeah. Um, whereas, and I mean, that's nothing on my my mom or dad. I mean, but that was just the way it was yeah. with everybody. It was time to go to bed. Was, go to bed. You got your homework done? Yes. Go to bed. Bit. yeah and that's and you went to bed and that's <laughs> now yeah. and yeah so I feel like the music part of it just started at such a young age I can't remember a time when there wasn't people playing around me mm-hmm. and um yeah so it started out like I was five or six and dad you know started getting me to sing at different concerts I think the first concert I ever sang in or one of the first um, was in Heart's Desire at a St. Patrick's Day uh, concert. And I sang Red as the Rose. And um, I was, you know, dad played for me. And it just, that's where I started, I guess. And I just gradually picked up the guitar. I can't remember not playing the guitar. Um, and then, yeah. And then, like I said, all the family played. And my mom always had me involved in some kind of music lesson and every Christmas I got a new Chris, uh, a new instrument to learn to play. And like sometimes growing up, I, I didn't want to continue. I think I was telling you this the other day, like I really didn't want to do piano at times or I didn't want to be involved in like voice lessons and stuff. And like mom and I, we would get in like rackets <laughs> over. I'm like, oh, I'm not going, but she made me go. And like now I'm so thankful she did because every it, it kind of comes second nature to me, you know, playing the piano, playing guitar or whatnot. And like if I didn't, you know, continue it, I don't think I'd, you know, be doing it today. So yeah, so just that's how it all started and where it began. <laughs> that, that's fair. So I think with that answer, I think it's, it's an optimum time to drop a little bit of news because that's the beauty of this podcast. We're in full control of what we can do. Uh, right. The beauty of it, Silly Cove Records is we can basically do whatever we want to do when it comes to how we roll us out. We're in full control. So mm-hmm. uh, one of the songs on your debut album, which is titled Love Me uh, with Courtney mm-hmm. Wicks, is Red as the Rose. Now, yeah. I, I wasn't there. Uh, I was I was there for the recording of most of your album. That later mm-hmm. in that second day, I I missed because I had I had I had to leave. I had family stuff I had to take care of, so I missed that particular recording. So I didn't get to hear it until right. uh, we were in the editing process, and Greg was sending me, you know, uh, back and forth, you know, clips, and we're going over it, and he's saying, "What do you think of this? What do you think of that? I've tried this, I've tried that." And that process for me, mind you, was uh, super interesting. I really enjoyed that aspect of working with Greg. I didn't even foresee that coming about he's, he's a grammy award-winning producer what does he care what i think but 
clearly the man got to where he's to by uh by having his ears open pardon the pun um but anyway uh he sent me this clip of of red as the rose and i was like okay right off the bat right from the very first drum of the guitar i said that is not courtney playing guitar i, I knew no. that right off the bat because like i told you uh when we chatted about the song afterward and why i love this song so much is to me it captures a way of performing traditional newfoundland music which is what mm -hmm. we grew up on how we yeah. play it now today is completely. is completely different right yeah because we've had all yeah. kinds of other influences but the strum pattern that was used mm -hmm. pardon the pun i'm brutal for puns pardon the pun it struck a chord with me okay right. because it just brought me back. I was like, boom, I was back sitting on the grass on the ball yep. field, listening to Lee Brothers play guitar immediately as soon as I heard the very yeah. first chord. So yeah. that was like a goosebumps moment for me, uh, yeah. which I've had lots of those since we started this this process. But mm -hmm. I was like, okay, that's obviously her dad. Yeah. And then then the, 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 the lyrics started. I was like, that's also definitely not Courtney. Yeah. Right? So walk me through how how and why and 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 why that song means so much you touched on it a little bit but i want you to dive into it and talk about that song in particular yeah so like i said dad taught me that one of the first songs if not the first song he ever taught me to sing and definitely the first one i ever performed um so a few months prior to doing the album like it just came in mind i'm like what a like sacred thing to be able to get dad to record this song with me and like i'll have it forever like it's you know what i mean so anyway I've, i was asking him like come over practice a song with me we it wasn't red as rose at that time like we didn't really know what he was gonna do and i asked greg and greg was completely all for it and um really supported it so anyway i kept saying like you coming over this week to practice yes i'll, I'll be over sometime i'm like okay getting closer yeah i don't know maybe i won't do it i'm like you gotta do it like he's like well i'll see so anyway the week before he's like no i don't think so like we haven't practiced and i'm like i've only been asking you for like two or three months now to to practice and uh, no he said i'm not going to so the day before i kid you not he calls he's like oh. now if we were to do one what would we do i'm like you're going to ask me this today. So anyway, he comes over literally the night before. He's like, what are we going to do? I'm like, well, red is the rose. I think it's perfect. We both have sang it for a lifetime. Um, I adapted it a little bit more to, you know, my style with the picking and everything. But we compromised. We played it like in a key that was in between the both of us. And dad like was playing the way that I grew up with him playing it. And um, he sang some verses and I sang, we sang together on the course and it came together really well, I gotta say. So I'm so, so happy that he agreed to do it in the end. And uh, that's kind of how, how our relationship is anyway. <laughs> Fickle at best. <laughs> no, uh, I, and you know what? Like there's, there's so many for me and I know I'm totally biased because I had my hands into this album as much as way more than I thought I was going to it was it was really obscure how much I was involved in the whole process and I really thoroughly enjoyed it but like yeah. there's so many high points in this album and when, pe when people get to hear it for the first time I think they'll understand why um, mm -hmm. there are songs that are done completely differently than than traditionally I've heard them done um, 
there's some fiddle arrangements in, on, on the album through some of the songs that are just fantastic by Rowan Sherlock, as, as we've mentioned many times before. He's just an absolute magician with, with the violin. Um, but in particular, Red as Red the Rose, it was one of those, and I'm, uh, I'm, I guess it's the Harnum in me, because I mean, anybody from Winterton will know that uh, it's my mom who's a Harnum, that's the Winterton connection. Um, yeah. Some of the Harnums, my grandfather in particular, and one or two of my uncles have been known to be, get emotional at times when the emotions run high. And yeah. when I first heard it, I was like, yeah. yeah, okay, I made it through. You know, and yeah. it was that kind of a moment for me. And I was like, because, you know, you're not, you don't just hear the song at that point. You, 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 you can envision a story. You've often talked to me about, about singing the songs, being like painting a picture or telling a story. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not hearing the song. All, all I'm seeing is Courtney's a little girl. How I remember you too, because I mean, I remember you being m- much smaller, of course. You do uh, know I'm an emotional person. Like I'll be volunteering. Yeah, You're well, hang in, hang in there. We're 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 the recording about this on. No, but like yeah. I'm 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 hearing you singing as a little girl, and I'm like I can picture your dad as a much younger man too. And it's no knock on. We're all getting older, but I mean, when I grew up in winter, it was thirty years ago, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when I was when I was ten years old, that's when I got these memories of you being a little girl and 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 singing, or you know, ten, eleven, twelve years old. And your dad playing at all the festivals and rec centers. And so I'm seeing that progression in the song and hearing it and then thinking about my own kids, which is what makes it the worst. Because when you become a parent, right. everyone knows that changes everything. Oh, I was, like, really- I was like, I hope my kids love me as much as Courtney <laughs> loves her dad. Right? So, yeah, so well, yeah no, it was, a, it was a, it's a very special song. And I'm so, so glad you chose to do it that way. Because, and the other part is when, when, when we selected you to be the first artist for Silly Cove Records, I had no idea um, how artistically inclined you are. And that's the only compliment you're going to get from me on this podcast. Cause I like to tear you down more so than build you up, but artistically, that's it. That's all you're getting. I was really surprised at, at the, the, the decisions you made and the choices you made and why you made them to make mm-hmm. this album what it what it turned out to be so that was one of my favorite choices it's still i i get the pleasure see of listening to this album every other day on my drives back and forth to work which no one's heard yet other than you mm-hmm. and greg um and it's still one of my go-to songs i'll be in the car and i'll be turning the radio up and i'm singing along that's the one <laughs> song on the album that i sing along every word with and, yeah. uh, and i thoroughly enjoy it so uh, again you guys are going to want to keep a lookout for that one that'll be uh that'll be um uh, one of uh, one of the ones I think that raises a few eyebrows for sure. Uh, when, when I should look actually because it, this concert I'm talking about used to be aired on like not Eastlink but um, what yeah. was it before Persona or something on the like the community channel and it yeah. was on a couple times. So I'm I don't know where you'd find it now, but like yeah, but, like it is it, somewhere. It exists. Yeah, it exists. Maybe someone's listening. They're like, I have it. <laughs> That would be, listen, if anybody out there in internet land, I, I have no idea if this podcast is going to continue to be well received after episode one, but episode one was incredibly well received yeah. partially because listen, we're a bunch of Newfoundlanders and we're a bunch of busy bodies and everybody wants to know what's on the go, right? Yes, Which right. is the purpose of podcasts for letting people know what's on the go. So everyone kind of got their fill of, um, you know, what's on the go at Trinity Holland's Silly Cove Records and the why behind mm-hmm. Greg Wells, I think became very apparent in that conversation. Uh, yeah. And I've had a great, a ton of great feedback. The amount of personal messages I've received that said, Ryan, what a great podcast. We really enjoy it. Can't wait to see, you know, what you do next. We'll be watching. We subscribed, all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll, if it'll continue on, but so far, so good. We're mm-hmm. creeping up on a thousand views 
on our first episode. If anywhere near that watches the second episode and, and knows where this piece of uh, videography might be of Courtney singing in our actors might have have some idea. We'll I, have to I, yeah. I can't imagine I can't imagine how much video Bob Andrews has at his disposal, which I Same mean to day, let's say like ninety-eight. <laughs> Ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Right there you there. go. So, how old were you then? I was five or six, no yeah. older. Yeah, yeah. That's that's, yeah. And that's what I figured because I would have been in junior high. Yeah, again, I'm dating myself. There you go. So I'm uh, about ten years older than you. Um, yeah. So yeah, there, that's an interesting one. Hopefully, someone comes through on that. That would be great. And because uh, you know what, you know something that we're doing at Silly Cove Records that hasn't been done before in Winterton. We're making music videos. And right. wouldn't it be wonderful if we ever did a music video for Red as the Rose and we could incorporate both? Yeah. Ooh, cool. That would be cool. Um, so let's talk I, about I that. I part a little bit different now because I think I remember watching it. I'm like a little girl, heart, like her, like H-A-R-T, heart. Like that's how I said it. It's so funny. Like I hope the video can be found. It's hilarious. That would be awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about the music video. So <laughs> as part of this process, uh, we're again, getting a bit ahead of ourselves, but I mean, this is, this is again, it's podcast, not scripted. We're just rolling with it here. Yeah. So part of the process that we've been through after the album's been made, I wanted to make sure that we had, um, a song to release up front, which we did. And we released, uh, water is wide, uh, which again, 10,000 views on YouTube. Phenomenal. There's, there's artists that are in Hollywood who drop some music video who don't have 10,000 views in their first two months. Yeah. It's, incredible the response that that, that song has gotten and yeah. it wasn't even a music video it was a slideshow yeah uh, to to the, to the music so um part of my plan for rolling out the album was to do a full-fledged music video for our second release prior to uh prior to your album release party which hopefully will come in the next couple months uh, maybe after the snow but in any case um we won't tell you what song it is so don't drop that no. but let's talk about Let's talk about the uh, the process. So um, I called you and said, want to do a music video? And you said, yep. So that's, how, <laughs> that's as complicated as that conversation went. Yeah. Um, then we reached out to, uh, to Center City Productions, which is a company owned by two gentlemen, one being Brad Tuck, who you know quite well. I mean, Brad, <laughs> Brad's closer to your age too, isn't he? He would have been. Yeah, he's um, probably, three or, probably three or four years older than me, but like yes. he's. It was a ram because I remember him like in Christmas concerts and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So again, Brad talk from Hans Harbor, a uh, phenomenal musician, even better songwriter. One of the better songwriters, I think personally, just, and I'm totally biased. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the better songwriters on the Island currently. Uh, he's hundred percent that next generation of Newfoundland traditional musicians, along with our young Miss Wicks here. Hopefully if all goes yeah. well, maybe we'll sell some records. Hopefully. <laughs> <Give me> one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy one. You're going to buy one. So there you go. Um, but yeah, Brad, Brad's phenomenal. Uh, he's been playing in a band called Fairgale for what must be a decade now. I don't know when they first got together, but it was a long time ago. Um, one of his counterparts, uh, piano player, songwriter, guitar player, Stephen Green from the band, uh, they formed Center City uh, Productions, uh, focusing on the visual arts. So they're they got it on both ends. I reached out to Brad and said, Brad, this is something we want to do. Uh, here's the concept of what we're doing at Trinity Hall and Silly Cove Records. Would you guys like to get involved? And he said, unequivocally, without a hesitation, 
Yes, yeah. yes, yes. We would love to help. So we set a date. And when you set a date, you keep the date. <laughs> we, oh, we kept the date. <laughs> um, leading kept up the to the date, we have a lot of stuff going on at Trinity Hall. Even as even as, as late as today, I, I was over there today crawling around under the church, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. I only just got back and had my supper and now we're chatting. But uh, massive renovations ongoing, electrical service. We've got a uh, heat pump going in. We've got construction in the main stage area, uh, bathroom doors, emergency exit doors going in. It's insane what's happening with that building, and I'm so pleased to see it get new life. Anyway, whole other topic. Mm -hmm. Thing being, when we set our date, because Stephen, who does the video work, he does the camera work, Brad does the editing, so Brad didn't have to be there. Stephen did. Um, Stephen was only available certain days, and he gave me a couple to choose from. I picked one. He said, the week after that, I'm not available. I said, okay, fine. Well, we'll do it on January the 30th, thir mm, 29th. 29th, yeah. January 29th. And uh, he said, yep, no problem. I'm not available. I'm going to in for a week after that. So it's a great time for me. Uh, the electricians started disconnecting the electrical to the building to upgrade our electrical panel on 24th. Mm -hmm. So when we got to the church that day, <laughs> and we kind of knew it was going to happen because there had been no power for three or four days and no real prospect of being power in the next two or three days. Um, we were geared up and we said, you know what, let's do this anyway. We got no electricity. Uh, we'll hook up a generator for power and we'll get candles for mood and lighting and see where it goes. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be the story that'll be told from the music video. But what was your takeaway from the experience of, of being able to hear your own music and then hear it and see it? Well, um, I've never made a music video before. So that was complete new experience in itself. Um, I had no idea how they, how they did it and um, like played the music and sang it or whatnot and recorded it. So like that was just amazing. Um, going into it, like I just pictured prior to not knowing there was any heat or any electricity, like even on the album, like I wrote, you know, picture you're sitting in Trinity Hall in a candlelight setting and whatnot. Like that's actually written on the album, like when you open it up. So like, this is what I had envisioned um, for the music video. And maybe it's luck <laughs> that there was no power, but like it did turn out like that. And like exactly what I had in my mind, that's how it, how it turned out. And I just think it's so beautiful and raw and, you know, rugged and, you know, I was just going to let something slip, but yeah, it just, it goes hand in hand, you know, if you let it slip, I'll cut it out. <laughs> that was pretty close. I was like, mm -hmm. up. yeah, nope, but that's, and, and and that that's so true because to me I'm a sucker for a good story anyway. That's yeah. uh, to me when I hear songs I love to hear the story behind the song. I'll, I'll listen to a song forever and love the song. Then I'll hear the story about why and how the song was written, and then it's whole on love affair with that song again. Right? One of my okay. favorite artists growing up was Colin James because I'm a big blues rock fan, and Colin's right. got a bunch of great rock hits. But uh, Five Long Years was one of his biggest hits plays on the radio all the time on K-Rock. And uh, he was, I think was 18 when he wrote the song. And, you know, he talks about, uh, you know, being in love with this girl, but she's not in love with him. And he runs into her in Mexico three or four years later and sees her happy. And 
so he explained that song at a concert that I went to one time, explained the rationale and the reasoning behind it. And now I cannot, I cannot unhear that when I hear yeah. the song. Right. Excellent. So no, it's uh, it, it's, a, it, it was a real special experience to, it really was. yeah, no, I, I'm glad I got, I got to be a part of it in a small way. Uh, yeah. big shout out during, during the whole process, huge shout out to, uh, to Carrie Pitcher, uh, yes. who came, came out yeah. and did hair and makeup, made you look your best. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. She did a really good job and uh, yeah, everyone just pulled together. Like even when it was said, you know, that we're probably not going to have power. We're not going to have heat. Like everyone was like, just came together and made it work. And, you know, even though like poor Rowan couldn't even, uh, I think he went to text his wife at one point and his thumbs wouldn't work. And here he is like, <laughs> and Kevin was over there. Like his fingers didn't work either. I didn't have to use my fingers. So like, yeah, but you know what I mean. It just, it just was so nice to see everyone pull together and just make something so magical uh, happen. My favorite part of the whole thing, the whole process. I stood back at one point. Was like again, I helped with set up. I helped with whatever I could. But obviously, once things start moving, I'm just sta I'm standing by watching and taking a few pictures and you know whatever. Um, I stood back at one point. I looked around the room, and you were on stage singing. Kevin Harnum was playing the piano. Mm -hmm. uh, Carrie Pitcher was stood to my right. Uh, she was hair and makeup. Mandy Norris was sitting on a on a bench listening. Yeah. And myself, all with that winter and tie, you know, all yeah. with that connection to home. Uh, none of which really lived there currently, you know. Mm -hmm. So we yeah. all we all have that strong connection to home, and all from different little parts. Carrie drove out from. I think she was in CBS or Paradise yep. in there somewhere. Um, yourself, you're living in Victoria now, right? Yep. Um, I'm over in North River, over by Bay Roberts. Uh, Kevin, he recently just built a house in Winterton, but he's between, you know, uh, St. John's and, 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 and Winterton. And, and seeing everyone have that connection to home and coming back home to do something so special as what we did, I think, again, because I'm a sucker for a story, is what made that whole experience complete for me. So Yeah, and. Thanks. And that's very much, I think, what Silly Cove Records has become in a way, is that we've got people pulling together. So I was chatting with, with Rhoda, and she's the chair chairperson for Trinity Hall Board of Directors. Um, and she's been doing some research. We found an old window under the, under the, the church, and, and that's been a point of conversation for us for the last week. Uh, it was mentioned in the first podcast. But anyway, in, in Rhoda's travels to try and gather some information, do some little research on her own, um, She's been talking to some of the elders from the church who, you know, have memories of their grandfather or her stories of their grandfather or their husbands at a young age who helped with construction, right? And what a lot of people don't understand, you know, Port Newfoundland is all these churches that you see popped up all around, they weren't built on, on, a, on money. They were built by men going into woods, cutting wood, bringing it out, milling it down, uh, donating their time to construct the church. Uh, all volunteer hours to make that building that's stood there now for 120 years. Um, and the women she talked to got very emotional about the fact that their loved ones had donated so much time to make sure this building existed. Yeah. And in a weird way, I kind of <laughs> feel like we're all doing our part now with our volunteer hours to make sure that that building lives on. Yeah. And to me, I'm that's the ultimate special thing here is that I'm sure somewhere above or mm -hmm. whatever, whatever is out there in that land of, of the next life, someone is looking at this and saying, you know what? That's pretty cool. Right. Yeah, definitely. So, and that, 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 
I had that kind of aha moment during the making of the music video. Like I said, when I looked around, seeing everyone who moved on to careers and jobs and other lives, but still managed to find their way home. Oof, yeah. Write oh, a song about that. The song to waiting to be written. Yeah, write it, write it down. <laughs> All right, hold on. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's special indeed. So yeah, I want to. Why don't we? Because we're, we're we're dropping some information, we gotta keep people interested in the podcast. Give me yeah. two more songs that are on the album. Because no one else knows other than me and you and Greg. So what are two songs? Okay, so um, Carrie Fergus is another, which oh, I absolutely love it. Again, like I'm all about the story and um, yeah, just the story and the picture that it paints when I'm singing the songs and yeah, well, Carrie Fergus. That's a- old old irish tune right old old yeah and my sister she always sang it and that's kind of where i got the idea to like i heard it years ago and i always kind of sang long it's only like the past couple of years that i started you know singing it myself but it was Mm -hmm. like i said a song that i always knew um and it's just so nice i love it yeah Mm -hmm. um and another one the song for newfoundland um you know but he lost the name the other followers and um wayne chalk wrote that one actually so so i understand because you told me this early on i'm gonna fill everybody else in that you had (laughs) received permission to record that song a long time before you met greg wells or had any indication you would actually so how did that come about you sang the song somewhere and somebody heard it or you decided go on tell me the story i'm not gonna okay so funny enough (laughs) like probably like, you don't know what I'm going to do. Anyone that knows me, like, I'll get an idea in my head. I'm like, yes, I'm going to do it. I mean, it's only try. If it don't work out, not invention, not gain. If it works out, great. So, <clears throat> like, probably five, maybe five years ago, myself and Jeremy Harnham decided we were going to record a song. So, you know, he's always into that. So he's like, yeah, come over, let's try it. So we did end up recording a couple songs or one song, sorry. And like, it didn't turn out too bad. And so I called into the Irish Newfoundland show and was like, can you play my song, please? So they did play it a couple of times when requested. And anyway, so I'm like, we need to do another one. And I just loved the song for Newfoundland and I sang it like so many times. So I'm like, I'm just going to email him. So I like, I just found his email on the website. I, I emailed him and like, we got chatting and he said, sure, go right for it. So flash forward to now, I actually got a chance to record it. Cause I never, ever did. We, I mean, myself and Jeremy here and I'm like, we just did that one song. It was like a one take wonder and you know, so it's just so nice to see that now I got a chance to to do this song, and uh, actually, I ended up losing access to the old email um, that I used to have. So I wrote them again recently, and I'm like, "Hey, um, I was formerly Courtney Broders. Like, I wrote you a few years ago about the song for Newfoundland, and he he remembered, and he wrote me back and was like, "Yes, go right ahead. Like, I, you know, you have my permission, and can't wait to see." what happened so hopefully they uh they're happy with the results (laughs) i actually sang with ray johnson at the christmas concert that he had at the sheila nagara um just this past christmas and we did um angels in the snow and it was like so nice yeah it turned out good and uh, it was me and chad hunt and a few people playing um 
you know, different instruments behind. It was just, it was really pretty. Yeah. Mm. So hopefully I don't let them down. <laughs> I, I know you won't. It's, it, it's, it's, there were several songs that Greg was adamant that he, he didn't really care which songs. It, that's not the thing. He wanted to hear the songs and then decide. There were several right. songs he, he said, I want to make sure this album is raw. As raw as raw gets where it's just the sound of Courtney in this beautiful hollowed out building uh, mm-hmm. with her guitar. And that was one of the songs that he, he wanted to not overdo. Let's not dress it up. Let's just sing it. And it turned out wonderfully. And I'm sure everyone's going to enjoy it. It's uh, yeah. It's probably, I guess it's probably the only Newfoundland song on the album. Am I correct, correct in saying that? Because most everything yeah. else got Celtic ties and Irish ties. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a, that's a fun piece in that sense as well. It um, is. It's a bit more, you know, upbeat, up tempo. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the other ones are more, you know, finger picking style, a bit slower, mellow. That one's mm-hmm. a bit more upbeat. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you mentioned Jeremy Harnham in, in that last thing. I just realized that he's the one person I didn't mention when we talked about the video. Uh, we got to give him his props too, because when looking around the room, he was there as well because he was working with Steven at the time. Jeremy offered his assistance because he's again on the, the Trinity Hall board and he's a professional photographer and a music artist himself. Also mm-hmm. going to be uh, a Silico Records recording artist. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeremy came in to take some still photography but ended up going full on videographer along with Stephen Green, and he did a lot of what you know what I've learned is called the B roll in in in, uh, in video production. So while Stephen is shooting uh, you primarily and 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 you know the big money shot close ups and all that good stuff, Jeremy might be recording the piano keys, uh, the, the hands of of the the fiddle player, candles, whatever, all that other stuff to, to, that that makes makes the production amazing. And again, mad props to Jeremy, who again, another guy with Newfoundland ties who, you know, he's went away and went to university and done his thing. He's oddly enough, like one of the best axe throwers in the world. Like how that came. Anyway, I'll talk to Jeremy about that. Too. Like, this is why we're friends because we just try these like different things and like, well, he just completely exceeds like he was amazing at like he started doing like slack lawning or something like a few years back and he was like killer at that and then all of a sudden he's throwing like tomahawks and he's like the best in the world and going to texas and yeah, just like, yeah. listen yeah. He, he didn't get it from he didn't get the talent from me me and jeremy are first <laughs> cousins and i just job to tie my shoes on a good day and I looked at Jeremy like, man, I hate you, man. Like, I like seriously got it mad on hate for the guy, for the amount of talent. I mean, I love the guy. Obviously, he's my cousin, and he's, he is absolutely the best. Uh, but, man, is he ever talented at everything he does. It's if, sickening. If he says he's going to do something, he's doing it. Like, and he's yeah. doing it well. Doing, yeah. it, doing it yeah doing it well so speaking of people who are multi-talented and that i hate courtney wicks um you're also a published children's author so yes. for anybody yeah. who doesn't know i want to talk about that because we got you here and i'm going to share the link then you'll hear here through, through the magic of television i'm going to make it appear here all right yeah but uh, uh there's a link there where if anybody wants to uh buy a book or order a book uh for their child um courtney again published author Go ahead and explain, please, because I'm curious as well as anybody. <laughs> yeah, so it, another thing, like it was in my mind for a few years that I just someday I wanted to write a children's book. So after I had my second child um, in that summer, I was like kind of home a lot and, you know, not going far. And I'm like, 
Okay, so if I were to write a book, like, what would it be about? And uh, yeah, it just kind of took off from there. And I'm like, okay, so like, it's not a bad story. Let's see about getting it illustrated. Like I, you know, I didn't really expect it to go far. Um, I ended up teaming up through, you know, social media and stuff and found this girl named Happy Lee, who lives in the Philippines. And uh, she actually illustrated the whole book. Uh, I had a few interviews with different illustrators from all over the world, but her, her images were just really whimsical, colorful. Um, and I thought it would be really appealing to children because, you know, children's book, you got to <laughs> make sure the children want to read it and look at it and see the pictures. So I, yeah, love, your, I love your business model. That's a great business yeah. model. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going for the parents. I'm going for the kids. <laughs> and that's why I go with the unicorn headband to all the craft craft shows and everything right um so yeah and it just kind of went from there and actually now it's kate's magical playdates um it was released last may we got 800 books sold which is way beyond what i anticipated because um you said published i'm self-published uh so this is all on my own doing i've been going to different stores bringing in my books um i had a local printer bonemark printing in spaniards bay who printed the books for me um i i did all the barcodes (laughs) whatever you see like besides for the the pictures like i i made sure it all came together i had no idea what i was doing it's a complete like learning curve for me but um yeah so i got 800 books sold and that's mainly on the avalon um they're in 10 different uh newfoundland public libraries from here to stephenville um and yeah so the second one uh, we're working on right now i've got it written and she it was uh edited and um, now she's working on the illustrations so i'm hoping it will be ready to be released this fall it is a second edition of the kate's magical play dates and yeah it's going to be three-part series and i've got another book written which i'm hoping i'm going to illustrate myself i don't know and uh, we'll see how things <laughs> things go in the future but it's just like besides for the sales and besides for you know how many books, you know, are in people's homes. Like it's when kids come up to me and they're like, it's my favorite bedtime story. Or they're like, Mm -hmm. are you a real unicorn or stuff like this? Like it makes it all worth it. And like, even with uh, literacy day, there was a couple kids who dressed up as Kate from Kate's magical play dates and they sent me pictures. So like that makes it all worth it. See, I am emotional. I'll start crying now. But yeah, just like, oh, it's just like a feel good thing, which kind of relax, r- relates back to Trinity Hall, um, because, you know, you're doing it because you just got this passion and this drive and it's like a feel good project all around. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, I think, and I think- see how I started to get faster as I got excited. So yeah, I can see that. Not unlike, but- not unlike you're strumming the guitar sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Stomping her down. Slow it down. <laughs> no, it's, uh, and, and that all, that, you know, hearing you tell that story, I mean, because, again, I got the inside track on the album, lucky me, um, that all rings through in your in, in your song selection, the way in which you, watching you sing these songs is almost a spiritual thing because I can see, you're not just singing a song as you said, I think I'll sing that song. These songs, each and every one of them, I can tell there's a reason, there's a story, 
there's something because I can see it in your face. Right. So I'm, I mean, I don't know if you want to elaborate on your, your reasoning for, for choosing the songs you chose or, you know, how, how you, how you prepare yourself to perform, but that's what I'd love to hear. Yeah. Well, it it goes same thing, hand in hand. Like uh, when I wrote the story of Kate's magical play date, like I truly envisioned every aspect. Um, And I told the illustrator every detail of what I wanted. And I feel like it goes to the songs. I truly envision every detail of these songs and like the stories behind it. So with another song, which um, is on the album called The Dutchman, I sang that song. I think I started singing it in the Kiwanis Music Festival, like probably grade 10, 11. So I've been singing it ever since. And like, I truly, when I sing it, like I truly see this feeble man and he's walking up this cobblestone path with his wooden shoes on and his loving wife who's been there for years, um, like linked into his arm. And, you know, like they, it says about how, you know, she sees uh, their unborn children in his eyes. And like, I truly picture it. So when I'm singing it, like I, like I try to somehow pass what I'm seeing to others, you know, so they can feel the music just as I do. And I feel like I did that with every song on the album. Um, and I, I just, I feel like that I'm doing a lot of feeling, but like <laughs> that, that is how. I, I think, I think that's the album though. The album is all feels, right? It's a hundred percent. I am, I am 100% feels like I sing songs that I, I feel that way and I don't know if I ever won't, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, one of the, one of the quotes, cause very, or very early on after recordings were done and Greg was on his way back to, well, actually he left here and went to London. Yeah. Uh, he, he was, he was editing some of the work, doing some of the legwork like in London and flying back to when he finally got back to LA is when he done, done the final mix and mastering of the album. And, we, we, we pounded out a whole bunch of stuff that, that last night before we released uh, The Water Is Wide. But I remember him saying to me, he said, he said cause I, you know, I, I, I'm just immersing myself in whatever Greg is willing to pass on. I'm, cause I'm quite, obviously, I ask a lot of questions, hence why I started the podcast. Um, I asked him you know, what his vision for how he wanted it to sound. Because is it going to sound like Rob Zombie or is it going to sound like <laughs> you know, something yeah. completely the opposite? So, um, he said, what I want it to feel like, he said, he said, after having met Courtney, met her, met her husband, met her family, listen to her describe how she, like you just did, how she likes to perform her music. I want the listeners to be able to feel like it's just a big old bear hug. That's mm-hmm. what it is. And right. after listening to his mix and master nail on the head is, is all I can say. Um, he's one of the best in the world for a reason. And, uh, we joked very early on, still do, that uh, that you and uh, you and Katy Perry have the same same producer. You know, like it's it's just it's so yeah field for me. Um, yeah. And I'm sure yourself, it's it's got to be a pinch me moment, um, which is what I want to close the show. This is completely the opposite. It's not podcasting 101 would be like Ryan. What are you doing? But this is how yeah. I do it. So live with it. All right. So. I want to go right back to the beginning. We're going right back full circle and let's talk about, cause it's a funny story. And I like to end with a funny story. So someone says, 
eh, there's people going to be making records in winter and maybe somebody, whoever, whatever, uh, you should record something. Please go ahead and tell the story. Yeah, so all of a sudden one day, Jackie Jacobs, like near and dear to my heart, no, I've known her a lifetime. Everyone who knows her knows how hilarious she is. She's just such a good person all around. Um, I sang at her wedding, and apparently her and Steve, you know, they're fans. So she messages me out of the blue, and she's like, you got to send me the song. Like, there's a man named Greg Wells. He's taking uh, submissions like she sent me the post and I'm like okay thank you so much like I'll have a look and I was I looked at it and I'm like maybe I will so I thought about it for like a week and this is like people probably don't believe me that I didn't know who Greg was like I didn't and I told them that like <laughs> I had no idea who he was so I just thought this was a thing that like you know he was setting up shop you would go pay to produce an album or a song or what have you in the story. So I'm like, well, forget like mom and dad always wanted me to do it. Always wanted me to record an album. And I just, I didn't have the opportunity and just seemed like, you know, well, during winter now, there's no excuse. And um, like, when I say they're like the, the record company or whatnot, I'm like, so this is a good opportunity. So I'm in the kitchen Sunday morning came in my mind. I think, Ryan might have been gone to like a farming meeting or something like that. And the kids were there actually gone like, whoo-hoo, they were screaming, they were crying, they were doing it all. And I'm like, can we just give me a second? Give mom a second, like, please. So I take the phone, throw it down, pancakes are frying in the pan, kids not. And I'm like saying a couple things, attached to an email, sent it to the thing. And then I said, if it's no good, look on Facebook. There's a couple videos. You know what the best part is? I, I have I have those recordings. Yeah. So at, at, at an inopportune moment, I'm probably going to release this so that everyone can have a good chuckle. Probably at your CD release party because well, it I mean, is fundamentally... The most Courtney Wicks thing possible. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure you can hear the stuff frying in the background, too. Oh, probably so. And, like, I had no idea because I just thought, you know, I didn't know really that they were, like, looking for talent. Like, I thought they were just, when I'm saying they're, like, again, Silico Records, Greg, you, whatever. I, like, I just thought, again, you were going to pay to make an album. So, like, you know what I mean? I didn't, I really, truly didn't know the extent of it all. And anyway, I'm sure he was like, this poor girl, like, someone help her. <laughs> well, so, anyway, it's so funny. But it all worked out, man. And then it was just a, a little cherry on top because you said, like, I was better than you thought I was. So it worked out. <laughs> and listen, I got fond memories of you singing to begin with. And I, I was... I was I was ecstatic when I seen you had sent an email. When I opened up said email and could hear the youngsters crying in the background, I was like, yeah, this is probably not going to fly. <laughs> <laughs> but the beauty is, because Greg being Greg, he's incredibly busy. That's why he brought me in to be head of A&R. Now, first thing I had to ask, and um, this was my very, he said, would you like to be head of A&R for Silicon Records? I said, sure. What's A&R? <laughs> so he, he, he must have been like, who are these people? 
you yeah. know, the gene pool must be ankle deep where these people live, right? Which is probably actually not that Wait, far from the truth. But anyway, uh, it is Port Newfoundland. But yeah, like, and and to your point, uh, and by the way, anyone who doesn't know, ANR's artists and repertoire. And my job as head of artists and repertoire is to find mm-hmm. artists and we can develop our repertoire of what the, the label is going to put out there. So Greg forwarded all these emails to me. And I mean, there was a lot of emails. Um, mm-hmm. And there was some good talent. There was, there was, I shouldn't say something. There was a lot of good talent. I mean, Newfoundland is just flush with, with talented people. Really is. Uh, but when I opened your email, I, I, I was looking for a reason. I was trying, I was saying, Ryan, don't, don't do this just because she's from Winterton. Do not do this just because she's from Winterton. Yeah. Find, find something wrong with this. And yeah. despite the youngsters and despite the pancakes and despite the crappy cell phone, I mean, you're talking about recording yourself on a 10 cent microphone, right? And sending it to send it to a Hollywood producer. So like you would, <laughs> like you would, why wouldn't you? Um, despite all this, it sounded great. So I, I, I said to Greg, I, I gave it a day or two, went through everything. I said, listen, I said, I don't know what your vision is. I'm all about the story as well, but this is not about the story for me. It, mm-hmm. it helps that it, it is a great story, but listen mm-hmm. to this girl's vocals and tell me if I'm way off or not, because this was my first attempt at this too. This is like, since then, Greg's told me I'm like an amazing A&R guy. He really <laughs> likes my choices and selection and everything else. But right off the bat, I'm like, eh, Courtney, yeah. you know, yeah. with her kids, <laughs> eh, you know? Uh, and he was like, yeah, no, I really, I really dig her vocals. They're, they're different. They're special. She sings with emotion and I, I like it. What's her story? And I, I said, well, she grew up and that's why I said a stone, stone stroll from, from the church. You know, she's, she's your typical, she's a bad girl. I mean, she, if, if, if she, if she wants to drop an F-bomb, she will, but you know, she'll, she'll sing her kids to sleep just as quickly. She's talented. Da, da, da. I gave him the whole, the whole shoot match. And he was like, yep, let's do it. I was like, what do you mean? Like, let's do it. He said, yeah, ask her if she wants to record a record. I was like, yeah, alrighty. So that's when I got off the phone with him and called you, and and the rest is history. Uh, yeah. But yeah, again, you called me, and like, then literally you hung up the phone. I get like a message request from Greg. He's like, Yahoo! And I'm like, Oh my god! So then I googled Greg, and then he's like, Let's let's uh, get on Zoom in a couple hours. And I'm like. Okay, like actually, heart was beating on my body. I'm like, what is going on? But I am so thankful for you know the whole process. It all, I think it all turned out really well. And like Greg was saying about you know I should work on some songs for uh, a second album. So like I'm going to be writing with Chris Kirby in the near future, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm just excited to see how everything goes. And I'm taking it as it comes and excited, like just enjoying it. Yeah. I uh I want to close on this note I think because it it jumped off the page to me I'm sure just as much as you and this is no knock on your talent because I, I don't want it to sound like that but we were having a three-way conversation with Greg and Greg made the point that if you decided you wanted to do this professionally as a mm-hmm. career that that's a viable option for you at your talent level. Yeah. I was just like because like Part of this whole thing, obviously, in, in its initial inception was, okay, maybe this guy is just throwing us a freaking bone here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. pardon, pardon the, the, the pun, but like, maybe maybe he's just like, uh, let's just toss some scraps to these poor newfies and let them record some stuff and feel special. But that's not what this is at no, all. No, it's you know, not. He, he's, he's, looking, he's looking to do something at a level, like he says, a level of excellence. One mm-hmm. specific thing at a time 
and do it at a level of excellence that the world can appreciate. And he wants, when we do things, when we record things, when we make mm -hmm. music videos, everything he does it with the international body in mind that people are going to hear this around the world. And, yeah. uh, and when he said that and continued on to say, you know, not just in Newfoundland, but internationally, people are hungry for your style of music. I was, mm -hmm. I was, I was blown away. And I'd like to know what your take on that was, because you're not speechless very often. Uh, no, um, I was truly blown away because he randomly messaged, I believe our group chat and was like, you know, Courtney, I want to give you some million dollar advice. I'm like, okay. And then he's, he said like exactly what you just said. And I was completely speechless and I had no idea what to even write back, but like, even just, you know, maybe nothing will come of it i don't know like but i told him i will give it my 110 percent, and i will try my best that's all i can do so yeah then i ended up um after that really like the wheels started turning because i have never written a song before i've written children's books mm -hmm. not a song um and i am creative i just need some direction so you know, Greg said about, you know, sending stuff back and forth to him if I ever wanted him to have a look at stuff. Um, and then I got chatting with a few friends and my friend, uh, Peter Green, um, you can find him on Instagram, Peter Green Audio. He's worked with like Tim Baker, the Inner Sisters, Alan Doyle, like he's, he's really good. So I'm like, did you ever write a song? He's like, no, but I'm actually on the, I think it's the CP holiday train and Chris Kirby sat next to me and he is like a professional songwriter and he would love to write songs with you. I'm like, okay, cool. Like <laughs> awesome. And uh, yeah, I was talking to Chris last week and he's all game for it. And uh, in the next couple of months, we're going to give it a go and see what we come up with. So yeah. Just amazing things all around. <laughs> I, I'm so excited because, again, uh, as creative and talented as you are with everything that you're you're good at, uh, it, this this will give you a chance to explore something different and try something different. And like I said, maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. And I yeah. don't really know if that matters. You know what I mean? No. In, the, in the grand scheme of this, I don't really know if that matters. And and to be honest, you know, we're gonna we're gonna print some CDs, and if we sell ten, I'm super proud of those ten. If, oh if we sell five hundred. I'm super proud of those 500. So yeah. um, I'm not really sure the outcome matters at this point. I'm just okay. really happy with how things went. Uh, I'm happy to have reconnected with you, obviously. I think we, we've, we've, we've grown a friendship, a special one, really quickly again. So that, yeah. that in itself to me is worth a lot. And, uh, and being able to get back in touch at home. I'm, I'm, I'm over home frequently, but not nearly as frequently as I have been lately. So mm -hmm. um, all that stuff to me uh, the outcome of all this doesn't matter nearly as much as, as, uh, as those experiences that, that are coming along with this. And, and we're only just getting started. We're yeah. just getting started. We haven't been a year, you know? Unreal. And there's so much talent to come and uh, so many stories to come. And it's just like a wild ride. And like I said, take it as things come and enjoy it. And you said about like selling 10, if I sell one, I like, I just enjoyed the process so much. Like it, none of that matters. It's like the books, um, like none of it matters. You know what I mean? As long as the people who are involved are enjoying it and having fun and, and making memories. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think on that note, we knock it on the head. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here tonight, 
uh, great. Uh, you can you can uh, get us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. That's for the audio. If you didn't like what you heard, well, you, uh, in Courtney's words, you can pack off. <laughs> I won't tell that story, Courtney. I'll leave that one for Oh, another. my God. I'll be grounded again. <laughs> <laughs> as, as, you, as you can tell, we laughed a little bit. Yeah. But anyway, uh, if you if you enjoyed the video I'm feed, TikTok, I'm putting like video covers up all or the music covers up all the time. Courtney. Yeah, follow on TikTok uh, again. Yeah. Here's Courtney's link TikTok. If there's any um, new uh, stuff coming out or whatnot, like I'll update you there. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> so you can give her a follow on TikTok. And also, like I said, we got a video podcast. You can uh, search Downey's Bank Podcast on YouTube and uh, get us there. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you do. Uh, to keep up to date on future podcasts and catch up on the old ones. Um, yeah. Other than that, you can catch up on everything Silicove Records related. Um, that's on www.facebook.com slash Records. Uh, last thank you of the evening is to Ms. Wicks for coming on and spending a bit of time with me to have this chat. Uh, and she also, if she wasn't talented enough, she designed our Downey's Bank podcast logo and top right corner, the Silicove Records logo. She did both for us. So in another life, she was a almost graphic designer. <laughs> there you have it okay so before we go uh, I think it would be if you're okay with this I think it would be great to hear uh, a verse from one of the songs so um, choose a song uh, it'd be one of the ones you mentioned already or a different one I'd, I'm indifferent uh, choose a tune and uh, talk a little bit about the song and then give us a verse and then we'll close it on that um, so I think the Parting Glass is probably uh, the best one to uh, bid a farewell to everyone. Um, and I, I just, I truly love it. And lately um, at the different concerts and events I've been singing at, this is the last one to close out uh, the set with. And I don't know, just feel good end of the night song. So yeah, so this is The Parting Glass, which is on the album. Um, and it is acapella, like I'm singing it now. So of all the money that Iride had, I've spent it in good company. And all the harm that Iride done at last it was to none but me. And all I've done for the want of wit to memory now I can't recall. So fill to me the parting glass. Good night and toy be with you all. Good night and toy be with you all. Fantastic job. Again, thanks for sharing the bench at Downey's Bank. <laughs>